0: Hello and welcome to a special preview of the Manchester Derby, here by the Manchester Evening News. I am your host Ash Barami and I am pleased to be joined by the red and blue side of MEN Sport, Mr Ritchfair.
1: Hello, thanks for having me. Uh, Red? I I didn't realise I was representing
0: the red side, but I'll take that, I'll take that. You are today. And Mr Simon Bajkowski.
2: Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very well, very cold, we move on. We will and
0: guys, we're here for the Derby tomorrow night. I guess it feels like only two minutes ago that we were doing the preview for the last derby side, a uh, derby that finished nil nil in terms of this going into this derby where do you feel like things will change for both clubs do you think because it took maybe a cup
2: semi-final
0: and it's not a league game do you think maybe the shackles will come off for both clubs because let's be honest that last game that the two teams play in the league was pretty diabolical
2: um i think some shackles will remain on um particularly because guardiola will still be worried about getting caught by united on the counter but it should be a much better game just because the clubs are in much better form. Um, City were kind of more worried about losing than than going for the win in that game and and United were still recovering from uh, the Champions League exit, I think. But uh, since that game, United and City have been in much better form, which has been reflected in the league table.
0: Yeah, which. Where do you think the priority lies? Is the is the competition in the Cowboy Cup lies for Solskjaer? Do you feel like maybe this is his best chance of silverware season? I know now they like there's talk about a title race, but let's be honest, we're not even i not even past the halfway stage of the season and as we know in a season like this. Anything can change. So it, it has to be a big priority on Solskjaer's agenda this season, hasn't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, Solskjaer needs a trophy almost to sort of justify the process and, and the trust that United have put in him. You know, Ever since he's he's taken charge, the club have stuck by him for thick and thin. But you, you judge judged on trophies these days, you know, and everyone criticises Richard Pochettino. Sorry, we've got to give him his weekly shout out. But he was criticised Spurs because he never won anything. And even if Solskjaer does well at United and they were to be in a title challenge this season, if they didn't win anything, some fans would still argue that's a failure. So he needs some showing for it. You've got to remember Van Gaal won a trophy. Renew won trophies. So is Solskjaer better than either of them? Will his legacy be better than them? You might say he's brought more players through, had better maybe transfers as well, but they've won trophies and he's not. So it's the one maybe box Solskjaer needs to tick to get a, another group of sort of supporters on his side. Um, of course, being in the last four and it's a semi-final, it's one-legged this year, United will have a, a good chance and no no offence to Brentford, but you probably predict it's going to be Tottenham in the final. Obviously Tottenham thrashed United early in the season, but United have been quite good at times against Tottenham under Solskjaer. You know, they beat them in one of Mourinho's first games last year and they had the wins uh, against Tottenham at Wembley as well. So United will have to feel confident of it. And like I si said, the, the reason the last derby was was so bad because it was two teams who couldn't afford to lose the derby but they've both sort of banked credits now so you sense that they can be a bit more open I don't think it'll be one of these enthralling league cup semi-final encounters between the two sides we've seen over the past years still would go for an edgy win either side but yeah hopefully it'll be better it can't be worse than the one
0: we saw last month can it yeah I'm trying to work out how much like what what the bigger thing is for United and Solskjaer this season what do you think would be bigger to maybe the board and United fans as a whole. United winning the Carabao Cup this season or sustaining uh, a title challenge all the way until maybe the final game week of the season? What what do you think Solskjaer is going to get more credit for? And what do you think he maybe thinks he'd be Getting more judged on.
1: I, I'd still, from my point of view, I'd always go for the cup win because if you've not, if you finish in the top four but you've not won the league, it's very much to do. I don't, I don't care if a team finishes second or fourth; you've still done the same thing that season. So you need a trophy to justify that you've won something. You know, you could finish second, one point behind Liverpool, but you've still not won a trophy. You could finish fourteen points behind Liverpool in fourth, but have won the league cup. You know, I, I personally think that's that's a better season more productive because you've actually got something to show for it and particularly now when Champions League qualification there's not that fourth place playoff you just need to get to the top four that was the bare minimum set by night so that's what Solskjaer needs to do and then you know if you're not winning the title you need to be winning something else so I think that if I was only going Solskjaer anyway if I was speaking from the point of view I'd always take a trophy over finishing one place high in the league where you don't achieve anything for it because you know it's the joke that was always made against Arsenal and even Tottenham. You don't get anything for finishing in the top four. It's not a trophy. No one cares. Do you know what I mean? In a year's time, no one's gonna look back and say, "Oh, United, did they finish second or third last season? Who cares?" But did they win something? You will remember that. So yeah, I think United have to prioritize silverware.
0: Yeah, sorry. Si, I mean, the Carabao. You look at the Carabao Cup in the last five years, and it's pretty much just been dominated by the two. Well, mainly by City, but I think United have also sneaked in a trophy in between that time. I mean, you know, with City at the moment have been struck down by these COVID cases, but in terms of the Carabao Cup to the trophy itself in, and this game, do you think the priority is still very big for, for Pep Guardiola in going into this game and winning
2: this trophy, considering they've won it it's, in the last three it, years? It's enormous, and it's because Guardiola cherishes winning trophies. He wants to win as many trophies as possible. City winning the Carabao Cup in 20, uh, 2018, the first one under Guardiola was the springboard for them winning eight of the next nine domestic trophies available to them. Winning breeds winning. And, you know, you talk about United. Well, yeah, if United win tomorrow night, they will be within 90 minutes of winning a trophy. And if they beat Liverpool at Anfield, they'll have a really good chance of winning the league, but they won't be 90 minutes away from winning the league. Whereas winning the cup can help you win the league. We've seen so often with the league cup that the team that wins it tends to win the league um, you know, in, in most years in the last decade, I think that's that's happened. Mourinho made a habit of of doing it, Guardiola um as well. If if you want to be one of the best managers, if you want to be one of the best clubs, you should be uh be targeting every competition. And you know, top top four should be used as a sort of a barometer for whether you sack managers, you know, United have sacked managers for not finishing in the top four. Well, no one talks about City finishing in the top 4 they talk about trophies that they need to win because top 4 should be an absolute given so if united want to show progress under Solskjaer, they need to forget about talking about top 4 because it should be guaranteed um and the thing after that and the thing that makes it easier is trophies and uh, city have so many of them because they take every competition seriously do you and think also, it's similar- well, Ash,
1: on that point is We've seen United last season lose three semi-finals. United need to get over that hurdle of actually winning something because they've got a team there, a squad, who most quite a lot of them don't have major honours in their career. Look at Bruno Fernandes. He's won a League Cup, in, I think, in, in Portugal. But there's th- places, Why would you want to stay at Manchester United if all you're doing is getting top four every season? You need to be winning things. You need something to show for this progress. And, you know, I know it's maybe disrespectful. and People always say it's the cliche of the Mickey Mouse Cup. You only care if you win it. And it's easy to say, oh, we didn't care about it anyway when you get knocked out. But... But there's only four trophies available, free for most teams who aren't in Europe. So why on earth would you ever discredit one of them? It's it's ludicrous. I've never got this sort of ideology of just pushing the Carabao Cup to one side and saying we don't care about it. Fans go to games because they want these days out. They want. I know they won't be having them this year. But it's for these Wembley days out, like it's for the cup finals, for all those moments. You don't care if your team finishes third or fourth, like I said, but you care about winning cups and you need that pedigree. And, you know, United need to give something back to their fans because every season now it's been labelled, hasn't it? Or oh, United and our trophy in four years. It was 2017 the last time they lifted something. That's not an elite club. If United really want to be the biggest team in the world again and want to be the standard bearers, they've got to stop winning trophies. And United need to get back to the mindset where... You always take the Carabao Cup for granted because they don't yeah. at the moment. It would mean so much to them. Mm-hmm. Where in the past it was something that most fans didn't really care about.
0: And as I just said earlier, that it's almost like you use it as a springboard for further success. And you'd guess that's what Xolshi looking at, thinking if we win this trophy. And I remember United, I think fifteen years ago when they won the League Cup, and then they end up end up winning the league three years running. I guess it is a good springboard for further success, isn't
1: it? Yeah, of course. I mean, but the real the real challenge is that if United were to win the League Cup, is to then you know. Take it into their league form as well, but it would be a huge confidence boost and it would be a real maybe like a standard bearer and, and, and proof that Solskjaer is doing something right at United and the, the players have extra confidence because if they do win the, the league cup, and you know at this stage it looks like they'll have to beat City and Tottenham to do so, then why on earth can't you go all the way in a league? Because every other team's struggling for momentum. If United can do that sort of uh, form, then of course you'd, you'd have to back them to have a very good season, uh, both in the FA Cup and even the Europa League and the Premier League. So
0: we have to talk about the City's game at the weekend at Chelsea. I mean, they had several players out with COVID. And I remember I was watching that game and I was thinking, this is the best City you've played the season by a mile. It, it, remind, it, it pretty much reminded me of the City from 17, 18, 18, 19, in the sense that there was more urgency, there was, there was more fluidity. The, it, was just, it was just more incisive and crisp. Do you think, is that almost like now the benchmark for City? And do you think now we'll get into a stage of the season where we're approaching halfway point towards the end, that... City are just getting better and better now it's, as the season's going on. And with Ruben Diaz and John Stones forming that defensive partnership, they're looking They're looking like they're capable of putting together of another run of 15, 10 to 15
2: straight wins. Um, I, I mean, 10 to 15 straight wins may be a bit much to expect, but I think Chelsea is the benchmark now. Um, after the the league derby that was so bad. City were pretty bad drawing against West Brom. They won against away at Southampton, which is you know no no easy uh, thing to do as as Liverpool showed. But they they won that game and Guardiola wasn't happy, and they beat Arsenal and Guardiola wasn't happy. And then they played Newcastle on Boxing Day, and it was pretty much the the most pleased Guardiola has been with his team this season because he saw enough in the performance to think that yeah they were they were back and obviously all the covid issues risked disrupting that they had the Everton game called off even though I think they would have quite liked to uh, to play Everton in that period but um the the best most positive aspects of Sunday's win at Chelsea was that that momentum that everyone felt was building uh from the wins but also particularly that performance against Newcastle carried on at Chelsea um and I mean yeah, the the absences they've got from COVID should not be kind of underestimated or ignored, and it has been a hugely disruptive week. But in terms of that starting eleven, there really weren't that many changes from the win over Newcastle because Jesus and Walker had already missed that game. Uh, Edison was obviously a big miss. Zach Steffen is showing he can be a, a pretty good stand-in, and other than that, yeah, Nathan Aki wasn't fit, but it, it was still an excellent. First eleven, an eleven that you would back if you put out on Wednesday against Old Trafford, that they could they could get the win. So they should be at their strongest going into a Wednesday's game.
0: Yeah, and Rich, but in terms of a United perspective, do you expect them to line up similarly to what they did at the weekend, or do you see do you envision Solskjaer maybe? You see, sometimes with these big, big games, he does make almost like wild card changes sometimes, and you feel like he, we might do that this this time round, or do you think he's gonna just think, right, okay, I just have to put my best. Best eleven now. Here we saw buy and Maguire form a pretty good back partnership at the back. Do you think he's going to stick pretty much to what he had against Villa at the weekend?
1: I'd say so. I mean, the thing is, United can't go into this game trying to second guess what City will do because if they do, then they're there for the taking. We saw in the Carabao Cup semi-final first leg last year when Sterling played as the false nine and they absolutely bamboozled United and the game was the tie was almost over then because United were just they just didn't know how to cope with City. So I think if if United want to get the result and obviously they do, they've just got to play their best eleven players at the moment. And I think they need to go with that sort of midfield diamond setup where you've got Pogba, Fernandes, Fred, and whoever the other one is, McTominay. Because then you can either do the four four two with the diamond or you can move Pogba out left and be a four three three if you need to. So by having that selection, you've got the option to switch in game and maybe adapt to the city lineup when that actually drops. I did toy. We've done a selection panel of the team we'd like to see, uh, or maybe our prediction for tomorrow morning, uh, which will go live on the MEM website. And the, the the sort of selections that, that that are debatable: who starts in goal, Henderson or De Gea? You know, Henderson's due a start, and uh, Solskjaer's, is adamant that he is a future United number one even if he doesn't play there at the moment but I'd still go De Gea I think that United it's so important United win something this season that they've got to just play their strongest 11 tomorrow the rest of the team basically picks itself Donny van der Beek he's due a start but I cannot see it happening you know he's just unused he's unused sub last time United played City as well it was a game which just seemed to be Begging out loud for him, and I'd go for maybe the top top in Marshall and Rashford as well. Like you said, uh, maybe going for a wild card selection. You'd even maybe say Greenwood's a wild card selection at the moment. With Cavani Just, out, I can't see that going
0: through. Rich, do you think that's the problem though? When if you say if Dean Henderson lost to start, then you you're setting a setting a bad precedent from the very start of your lineup, aren't you? If you've got Dean Henderson in goal, because then you think right. Well, if I'm if I'm starting my second choice keeper, then other players like maybe Donny Van Der Beek or people who don't start every week will be thinking right. If he's starting, then I should start. Then if you're a manager, you're, you're sort of in that situation where you think right I have to I'll have to pick this player if I don't pick if I pick that guy. If that makes I
1: sense. Think, I, I yeah I get where you're coming from, but I think when you're at this sort of top level management you can't be worried too much about that. You know, if a player's not you know not happy playing that's what you need, you, you don't want players to be happy on the bench. Um they've got to have that that fight for places. So I think Henson and De Gea are much closer than maybe Van der Baker's in terms of the other midfielders at the moment as well, because it's difficult to say where he fits in. It might ruin the momentum as well. I mean McTominay and, and Fred look really good together as as a pair, but you wouldn't necessarily want either of them alone at the moment because they don't don't work in the same way. They've just got that understanding and that partnership. So I wouldn't I don't I mean Van der Beek would have to come in for either Pogba or Fernandez and then that's controversial itself. Pogba's been excellent the last few weeks, no matter what he's saying about wanting to leave and you know, expected to leave this summer. But Pogba's been great. So you've got to play him while he's playing well. Fernandez is Bruno Fernandez. You know, he's it's the cliche that he's United's own Kevin De Bruyne. Well, he's got another chance to prove he is of that calibre, because for me, De Bruyne is still ahead of him, but you know he's getting to the level where he can influence the team in the same way. So selection for me, I'd just go strongest eleven. That's that's all you can do really. And then like I said, adapting game if necessary. Both sides have fantastic squad depth, even if they do have players out. So uh, it, it, it's another cliche, but you really do sense that the bench could influence the game tomorrow
0: night. Yeah, that's an interesting one as well. De Bruyne against Bruno Fernandez. Sai, on ask. I'll ask you about that. On on the surface, everyone would say, obviously, Kevin De Bruyne's ahead of Bruno Fernandes, but you look at the numbers, and I guess they're kind of similarly up. I think Bruno Fernandes, obviously, from the turn of last year, probably has more goals, and maybe assists, I think, maybe just goals, but they're pretty much, they seem very level at the moment, but you still think, obviously, De Bruyne's ahead, but the numbers, the numbers say otherwise. The numbers don't lie, do they? (laughs) They
2: Um, It's a really interesting point. I would say that, Pogba is closer to De Bruyne than Fernandes is. Um, I know Fernandes gets assists and goals, um, more goals than, than De Bruyne. De Bruyne's been pretty poor in front of goal all season. Um, I know he scored against Chelsea, but he also missed a very good chance um, and it has been pretty bad in front of goal all season, but he's still so productive um, in assists. But I, I kind of see that um, De Bruyne is the player that he is because he can produce moments that, that no other players can and uh, I, can't, I I don't watch United anywhere nearly as closely as Rich does so I would be interested to hear his thoughts on it but I kind of think that although Fernandes is kind of the beating heartbeat of the United team at the minute and always comes up with the goods, um, I would still think that Pogba is more capable of producing just those moments that no other player can. Um, more than Fernandez is. Rich, where,
0: yeah. do, where do you see that? Pogba, Fernandez.
1: Well, obviously, I mean, the, the reason Fernandez and De Bruyne are both compared is because they're both midfield talisman. And, and like Sai said, it's, it almost is a lazy comparison, but there are similarities. I, I, actually, I do agree with him on, I think, Pogba. Because what makes De Bruyne so good is he's not only the best attacking midfield in the league but he's arguably the best defensive midfield in the league because he can do absolutely everything and you see him play in these roles these dual roles and I think Pogba's got that ability to play in the dual role as well he's playing much better now he's in the attacking sort of area and he's been given this more freedom to play in off the left and t- to sort of link up play a bit more and we've seen a real sort of selflessness from Paul uh, Pogba in recent weeks where he's just trying to tip up his t- teammates and trying to get assists he seems to be really more of a team player at the moment um, I guess the frustrating thing is that it's. it's I think the most frustrating thing from a United point of view is that should be the debate. It should be De Bruyne against Pogba, but we've just not seen enough throughout his time at the club of Pogba doing what De Bruyne does. Because you ask anyone to name their best World Eleven right now, I don't think there's one person who who wouldn't put De Bruyne in a side, but that but Pogba and Fernandes wouldn't get into many people's teams. And you know, even after great calendar years, that's just the way it is. But I still think Kevin de Bruyne is just the benchmark, not only for a midfielder, but just for a footballer at the moment. I think he's got everything, he's the complete package. Uh, Pogba is in the same mold and has the same influence on the team, but he just doesn't do it as, as often as Kevin de Bruyne does. Do you think he just was,
2: was, it, almost... was it Sheffield United when uh, Pogba played that pass through?
1: Yeah, for Marshall, beautiful one,
2: Yeah, you know, like that is like the level that you see from de Bruyne, and you know, you think. Paul Pogba has done what no one else can. Like, Fernandez yeah, is exactly. a golden assist machine. And I don't think many people thought he could sort of carry his numbers over from the Portuguese League to the Premier League. And it's a phenomenal achievement that he has. But you just, I, I don't know. If quite you ask Jurgen see... Klopp,
1: easy.
2: <laughs> he's a. Yeah, time. time. but yeah, no, I, I agree
1: yeah. with you, Ty. <laughs> yeah. no, sorry. And the thing is, Bruno Fernandes gives away the ball more than any other United player. He's frustrating to watch at times because quite often, he just has a shot when maybe there was a pass on or something more obvious. And, you know, it's infectious because he's just got that desire and that confidence just to shoot, shoot, shoot. And he just always is eyeing, you know, those goal contributions himself. But sometimes you do think like, De Bruyne is so calm and methodical similar to Pogba, just in those dying moments of games, they can just really take a step back, play a gentle lofty through ball over. That might not be for an assist, but it might be a key pass in a build-up to a goal where sometimes you think that it's a bit erratic from... From De Bruyne. he's always uh, so from Fernandez. He's always maybe looking to get a shot in at goal. Quite often, it, it comes off because he's such an excellent player anyway. But but yeah, I think they are they are different because you, you don't see De Bruyne doing, what Fernandez does. And you know, the dying moments of games, it's not always De Bruyne cutting in and just shooting at goal. That's not really his style of play, and it's not really Pogba's
0: either. So, what would you say Fernandez has to do to get on to the level of one? Do you think it's just more consistency of another year, or? What did you think it's maybe games like this and maybe winning a a, a few trophies like the Bruins won over the last 5 6 years i think
1: it's both really i mean you know it's it's easy to call someone a one season wonder isn't it i mean fernandez isn't you. you go, let's make that clear for for a start or amezaki because i know sai loves the uh, the latics so uh, like that, you, you know you can have a good year and that but that doesn't make you a good player um there's always going to be these quirks I and mean, Fernandes is of that level I think he's doing it as well the fact that he's a crucial player for, for Portugal as well at international level and you know, they'll be one of the favourites for the postponed Euros this, this summer um, I think Fernandes needs more trophies he's hungry for trophies but yeah I mean, it's just the consistency he needs to bring into it because you know it's easy for people just to say he's a penalty merchant and what and that he's stat pads or whatever because he's got such good numbers so yeah I think he just needs to start winning trophies and just if he keeps this prolong this consistency it's not luck even the penalties he scores that's not luck because we've seen so many penalties this season but we've seen quite a lot of them save or miss but Bruno Fernandes you expect him to score every spot kick so, and he's also think,
0: passed a few up as well, hasn't he? I mean, he, I exactly. Had, I just think he, he, think he will truth. need
1: more time to to prove doubt is wrong. I don't think there's an. I don't think there's a single United fan who doesn't doubt the ability of Bruno Fernandes. and I think every United fan would call him world class. But I think that maybe the wider perception in the league isn't quite that he is world class yet. When he starts winning trophies, if he does win the Premier League, you know, if he was to inspire United to a title like the likes of Moras and Kanté did at Ch- at Leicester you know they they inspired them because they were world class players that season fernandes needs to do that if if world class fernandes can only get united to third and no trophies then you wonder you know is he is he really in the in the calibre of de bruyne etc but i think consistency will really help him and he's he's well on course to do that again this year
0: yeah and guys i want to wrap up this podcast preview with a couple of predictions from you both say i'll start with you how do you see it going down tomorrow night
2: um, I think City will win maybe 2 1, 3 1. Um, I know United are in very good form, I just kind of think City have got the the extra motivation from the last week or two. Um, and I still think they've got a better side when you put sort of the two the two elevens together, Mitch.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd probably just edge for a City win. Um, if they turn up like really? last season in the Carabao Cup, I mean, obviously, I'll. I'll come up full circle I a mean, and say United are going to win, don't <laughs> worry about that. But if City um, if City start the way they did last year in the first leg of the Carabao Cup, they will win because City at their, at their best are still the best team in England. But it's when they're at their best. You know, if City aren't 100% tomorrow night, then there is an opportunity for United. And there's so many sort of variables because there's so many players in both sides who you think could be hot or cold. And you you wonder what these fine margins will do. Uh, I just hope it's a better game. It's got to be a better game than the last one. can't United, be worse. United, exactly. United have the capabilities to win it. You know, there's no doubt. And I think, like Sai said, the only prediction I'll make is it's going to be even. And it'll be a goal either side, really. Or maybe one team will get a freak second goal on the counter-attack because everyone's pushing so high. I mean, that's the beauty of it being one-legged. It'll be frantic right to the end tomorrow night. Because even you know, if a team's... A goal down, two goals down with 10-15 minutes left, it's not gonna be over. So it, it should be a much better tie and you know both sides combated each other well last time they met. Um, so yeah it's gonna come down to those key individual battles and you know like I said United can win it city can win it. I'd still if, if I was gonna to have to put my house on it go for City but there's no reason United shouldn't be dreaming of a Carabao Cup victory this year.
0: Yeah interesting because sources have has been getting so much praise lately that if he does lose tomorrow you know what the now you know what the now it's going to be they lost another semi-final They've bottled another chance at the trophy and the pressure almost ramps back up again on, on Solskjaer, such as football. It just it just it swings game to game, doesn't it?
1: Fickle, aren't we? We're so fickle in this. But yeah. I, think in. A, I think
2: there's a difference teacher. though. I think there's a difference because United are doing well in the league.
0: Yeah,
1: like... and they're winning games in different manners as well. Yeah. The, the way that they beat Wolves and the way they beat Villa, they're very different ways to win games. And they've beaten... All these sort of the all all the teams which have had these surprising seasons, like everyone said Everton are amazing, Wolves are amazing, Villa are amazing, United have beaten them all. So you've got to give them some mm. some credit. And there's definitely progress being made by Solskjaer at United. Definitely. They're such a different team to to what they were this time last year, but they need something to show for it.
2: But if if United win tomorrow, then Solskjaer can smash so many narratives about him but
1: yeah if and he's only beaten then,
2: Pep so many yeah three times but, so yeah but but if he doesn't then um he'll have to wait until May when the league finishes to to do that and you can say oh they've they've won the league or they've come second or they've they've shown progress but it's like we were talking earlier like cups are so good to say yeah I've won that you can't take that away from me and I'm beating yeah and then Guardiola and or whoever on the way it,
1: it just kills the narrative that Solskjaer is a manager who doesn't win anything and it kills the narrative of united being a trophyless club at the moment it would be huge it would be huge for united it it could like i said it might only be the carabao cup but that could be the springboard that turning point where united really come back could is the key word though it could still be yeah
2: like you look back at the last decade and sort of the tipping of power in the balance of the manchester teams was a cup semi-final exactly
1: when when city won the fa cup that changed everything. they they were there then they were That was a real statement of, okay, they mean business. This isn't just a flash in the pan sort of thing. And that's what the Carabao Cup can be for United this year.
2: If City win, then it's status quo, isn't it? City is still the best team in Manchester. City will still probably finish above them in the league. If United win, it's up in the air. We shall see. Rich,
0: Sai, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. And if you're listening on the Manchester's Red podcast or the Talking City podcast, please remember to subscribe, leave a like, Leave a review, leave a comment, and we will see you to the after the derby. I'm gonna say Friday. And until then, enjoy, stay safe, and we will see you again next time.